When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty, a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. LaFleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into Lemaire back to LaFleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. <laughs> there is a ball. Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoint, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est la You found the dogs. John, you found the dogs. He found the dogs. And all together, they worked the young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La TV. It's going to be sick. Marinero on this Thursday, April 13. It is one minute past 10 p.m. And the Montreal Canadiens lose the final game of the regular season by a score of 5-4 to four to the Boston Bruins. I should add, thank God. Because at one point, the Montreal Canadiens were winning this game. And I was saying to myself, no, no, this has to be a joke. Why was I saying that? Well, because the Montreal Canadiens... Uh, going into the game, had the fifth worst record in hockey. And if they were going to fall to the sixth worst record in hockey, they weren't going to get that number one pick or a chance at it. And as it turns out, they end up losing the game. So all's well, that ends well. And, uh, you know, the fans at the Bell Center were making me a little bit upset at one point because, uh, you know, the Canadians are scoring goals. They take a 3-2 lead. And all of a sudden, everyone's screaming and chanting and getting up and jumping up and down and screaming, go Habs, go. And I was like, do they not understand what is at stake? But you know what? I mean, that I guess that goes hand in hand with being a fan, right? You'll you'll always uh, uh, cheer for the victory, even though it might mean not getting a very good pick. So as it stands, the Montreal Canadiens have an 8.5% chance of winning the lottery and getting the number one pick. 8.5% chance. At the number one pick, the draft lottery will find out who picks who and uh, we'll find out who picks where, pardon me, not who picks who, but who picks where on Monday, May the 8th, we're going to have a special sick podcast that night that's going to start earlier. Uh, It's going to coincide with the start of the draft lottery, as a matter of fact, and we're going to go live on that night. It is uh, the sick podcast with Tony Marinero. That is me. I am Tony Marinero. I'm Tony Marinero. I am Tony Marinero brought to you in part by Energy Transportation Group, a leading full service logistics provider serving all of North America, driven to be different. And also brought to you in part by La Bit at TB, brewed in Quebec, a winner of a dozen international awards. La Bit at TB offers quality microbrewery beers made with premium ingredients for everyone's taste. La Bit at TB, embrace your true nature. All right, okay. Uh, I'm going solo tonight for several reasons. Uh, one, because it just seemed like everyone was at the game tonight. I was, I kind of wanted to go too, uh, but I have an obligation here. And my buddy, Matt O'Han, uh, who could have filled in while well, he was going to the game. So, um, you know, I have to be here. I mean, uh, the, this is, this is, this is it, you know? So it's no, it's not Mapper night, Kelly, because Mapper works the games 
at the Bell Center. Uh, so Mapper was at the game. Stu Cowan was at the game. Pat Hickey was at the game. Uh, and so, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who were at the game, but it's okay because I'll have no shortage of things to talk about. And what I'll do tonight is tonight I'm going to open up the phone lines earlier than I would in any post-game show, which usually I end up opening up the phone lines, let's just say, at around 10.45 p.m. or so. Well, tonight, you know, it's 10.05, and they're open already. Eric Engels was at the game. That's right. So there's a lot of people that were at the game. Uh, My buddy George Larac, um, I believe, was at the game. Then again, he joined me a couple of days ago. And so, you know, tonight, I'm going to open up the phone lines once again earlier. And so I can tell you that, you know, you called. You called. Presented by Playground. Presented by Playground. It's brought to you by Playground, your premier gaming destination located just over the Mercier Bridge, only minutes from downtown Montreal. Uh, Every now and then, some of you aren't happy that we get to the calls once again a little bit later. And uh, by the time, you know, you want to jump on a line, maybe it's busy or maybe it's a little bit later and all that stuff. So now they're open already. I mean, tonight, anything goes. Anything that you want to talk about. Hey, congrats to Lucas Condotta, uh, who scored a goal in his first NHL game on his first NHL shot. That happened three minutes and 27 seconds into period number one. And it seemed like there was a puck that got in behind Swayman and it bounced off his back and it was just there. And Condotta came and swiped it out of midair. At one point, it looked like the Boston Bruins wanted to go to the coach's challenge. But uh, we clearly saw in the replay that it was not above the shoulders. So that was a good goal. And Frederick tied it up uh, just under six minutes later. And Jake DeBrusque then gave the Boston Bruins a uh, 2-1 lead on a shot that, uh, you know, beat Samuel Montembeau that I think really should not have beat Samuel Montembeau. Nick Suzuki does it again. What a season for him, huh? Finishing with 26 goals. And uh, this was pretty funny. Tierney to Pitlick. And uh, he, he takes the puck off of uh, Swayman, uh, who, uh, so Pillick goes around him, and uh, then he can tuck it into the empty net if he wants, but he actually passes it to Pazetta, who shoots into the open net, and he scores, and the Canadians take that 3-2 lead. And then it was Dmitry Orlov, who's, uh, you know, in close, and he puts it up and over Montembeau's shoulder, tying it at three. Justin Barron with a shorthanded goal. I don't have the stats here how many the Canadians had this season, but it seems like they had a lot of them, especially in the last three weeks. He just drilled one, uh, a cannon of a shot to give the Canadians a 4-3 lead. And then Charlie Coyle ties it up at four. And David Pasternak on a great play that goes from Bertuzzi to Orlov. And Orlov finds uh, Pasternak, who's all alone in front of Montembeau, and all he has to do is redirect it. And I guess it's fitting that the difference between the two teams in tonight's hockey game is a player who scored his 61st goal of the season. 61 goals. What a season. What a season for David Pasternak. Absolutely unbelievable. I had to say it again. It's so impressive. I had to say it again. 61 goals. Really. It's uh, It was incredible. All right. Okay. Um, so you know what? Uh, that's it. Uh, the Boston Bruins win. They beat the Montreal Canadiens. And um, what a season for the Bruins. I mean, I got to tell you, 135 points. They finished probably with about 30 points more than I thought they would have. About 30 points more than I thought they would have. It's unreal. Uh, listen, tonight is the end of the regular season. And there's so many things that I'm sure will be on your mind. And so uh, just give me a call and uh, we can talk about whatever's on your mind. Um, Is there something that you liked this season? What didn't you like? Is a player, is there a player that impressed you more than others? Is a player that, is there a player that surprised you? Is there a player that disappointed you? Is, um, you know, do you have a knock on Marty St. Louis? Anything, anything goes. Fifth overall pick, says uh, Eric Lavallee. 
who's a happy camper. Ray says, I'm tired of losing. Ray, the goal is to win the Stanley Cup. The Canadians haven't won the Stanley Cup since 1993. It's 30 years now. Last time they won the Cup was 30 years ago. So, I mean, this is not the first time that the Canadians have missed the playoffs for back-to-back seasons. You know, in the last 15 or 20 years, it happened on a couple of occasions that they missed the playoffs three out of four years and four out of five years. Tony, what about Caulfield's contract? I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. I have it on good information that it was several weekends ago that Pat Brisson, Kent Hughes, Cole Caulfield, Jeff Gordon, I mean, the Canadians brass and Caulfield's clan were on Zoom the entire weekend trying to iron a contract out. The information I was given was we really want to announce this before the year is over. Well, the year is over tonight, and tomorrow, Kent Hughes is going to beat members of the media. And so, at this point, I mean, I I would have thought it would have been done. I'm still not overly concerned about it. But with each passing day, you have to think that the likelihood of an eight-year deal is a lot less than you probably would have thought or you probably would have hoped. That's what I would think. So let's go to Vince and Shamity. Vince, what's going on? You there? Yes, I'm here. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Vince speaking. Vince, Vince speaking. Vince. Vince. Yes, Vince. 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 I'm okay. I just don't like you. Polishing the Bruins like that. I hate the Bruins. Well, you can hate them all you want, but the reality is they picked up 135 points, Vince. Oh, no. I don't care if they had 235 points. I don't like the Bruins. Okay. Tell me you don't wish the Canadians were the Bruins right now. No, I don't. I want the Canadians to be original Canadians. I understand, but the the Boston Bruins are going into the playoffs as a Stanley Cup favorite a team that picked up 135 points, a team that has a player who scored 61 goals and I think 112 points or something like that. Um, The last time the Montreal Canadiens were almost this good in that season of 60 wins and just eight losses, they won the cup easily. Steve shot 60 goals. Guy Lafleur leading the league in points. Yes. I know my hockey, and I know the past of the Canadians too. Oh, yeah? The past is the past. Let's don't talk about the past. Always talk about the future. Okay, the in, 19, in, the 19, in 1993, who did the Montreal Canadiens play in the first round? I don't know. You're going to tell me because you, you're the man of the past. No, hold on a second. You just told me you know your hockey, and you went back to the 76-77 season. I, but I, I look forward. I look forward. I look the, the, So forward. why did you bring up 76-77 if you look forward? Because you're bringing up the Bruins, the Bruins. But the Bruins is current. I brought up the Bruins now, 135 points. I don't like bringing up the Bruins. I hate the Bruins. I I understand that. I understand that, but there's a pretty good chance that they're going to win the Stanley Cup. There's a pretty good chance they're going to win the Stanley Cup this year. They're going where? After the one tonight, all the bounces are going Boston's way. The Habs should have won tonight. You actually think the Boston Bruins care if they would have lost tonight? No. Well, then, I mean, you're saying the Habs should have won tonight. What what in the world? The Habs played with them. They could have won the Habs if a couple of bounces from Boston. You're talking like Boston is some kind of god. We are, we are. But, Vince. 24 Stanley Cups. Yeah, okay, Vince, Vince, you, you told me you don't want to talk about the past, and you're talking about 24 Stanley Cups. Listen, Vince, yes, I Vince, I'm a proud Montrealer like you, okay? I really am. But the Boston Bruins right now, 
have like 22 points more in the standings than the second place team. You got it? 22 points. You know what that is? That's 11 wins. You're talking about that. You okay. you st- Hold on a second. Vince, That's you just okay. said, Vince, you just said, this guy doesn't make me get in a word. He's like my wife. Vince, you just said yeah. to me that I'm pumping yeah. up the Boston Bruins. Vince, they set a league record for the most points ever in a season. Of course, we I'm pumping them up. We don't have to keep on saying it in Montreal. We are Montreal the habitant. Jean Bellavos and all that. You're telling me the Bruins, the Bruins. This guy tells me he doesn't want to talk about the past. Madame he's talking Bellevaux, about Madame he's Madame talking about Jean Bellavos who retired in 1971. Vince, I gotta go. Thanks for calling me. Aniello, can you please take me out of my misery, please? Thank you. One triple eight five eight five seven four two five. Vince, you call uh, anytime. You sound like a good guy to me. You didn't make me get in a word, but I mean, come on, Vince. You know, I'm pumping up the Boston Bruins. So is the entire hockey world. There are people pumping up the Boston Bruins that don't even watch hockey. Do you understand that they had a season for... The National Hockey League has been going on for over 100 years. They did something that no one's ever done before. Nobody. Nobody. Come on. Claude Richard, he says, no need to call him an idiot. Claude, it's uh, you know, it's my podcast. I can call whoever I want, whatever I want. I mean, uh, sorry if it offends you, but I mean, that's it. What's the story here? Hey, I don't like to give the Boston Bruins too much credit either. But if I don't give them credit in a season in which they have 135 points, well, then I'm the idiot. And I know I'm no idiot. He says to me, I don't want to bring up the past. He starts talking to me about 1976, 1977. He starts talking to me about Steve Shutt. So then I tell him, okay, who did they play in 1993? Because he says he knows his hockey. So I wanted to see how he did with a little bit of history. And then he goes, no, no, you answer that. You, you know, you answer it. No, I say, you answer it. You, you. No, no, I don't look back. I look forward. Ten seconds later, he brings up Jean Beliveau, the late, great Jean Beliveau, who retired at the end of the 1970-71 season a season in which the Montreal Canadiens were down in a hockey game by a score of 5-1 to one versus the Boston Bruins, came back and won that hockey game in Boston by a score of 7-5. to five. The Canadiens beat the Bruins in seven games that series. They went on to play the Chicago Blackhawks in the Stanley Cup Final, and they beat them in seven games. Jacques Lemaire scored a goal in between the blue line and the red line. The pocket rocket, Henri Richard, scored two goals in that game. And Ken Dryden made one of the most infamous saves in the history of the National Hockey League with a sliding pat save off of Jim Pappen. And this guy says, I don't want to talk about the past. Let's go back to the phone lines. Grant in Clifton, Quebec. Grant, hello. Grant McConnell, how are you? Very, very good. Have we met before? No, we haven't, Tony. Oh, okay. Oh, thank you for giving me your family name. That's pretty good. So now you and I are pretty personal. Before we get to the Canadians, quick question for you. Excuse my ignorance, because I live in LaSalle, and sometimes I have a hard time getting to Villamard. Uh, geographically speaking, I'm not very strong. I need ways to go everywhere, even to the corner store. Where's Clifton? It's St. Isidore de Clifton. It's in the eastern townships. Oh, okay, I know that. Southeast corner of the Eastern Townships. All right, okay. So I would imagine that that would be after San Adolfo Howard, after that? No, it would be uh, south of Sherbrooke. I got it. I know exactly where it is. Okay, fantastic. Uh, what's on your mind, my man? My, what's, what's bothering me is the number of man days lost. And it's not just this year, yeah. but it seems to be a pattern over the last decade or more. Can I throw out a stat for you? Go ahead. Okay, I have a stat for you. I got this courtesy of uh, Paul Antoniadis. Let me remove this bottle here. Paul Antoniadis, who's a a big Montreal Canadiens fan, diehard, season ticket holder, invited me to a game earlier this season. All right, okay. Uh, He sent me something. He sent me something about man games lost, all right? 
This is not counting the last two games, tonight and the game before, not counting it. In the last two seasons, the Montreal Canadiens, not counting the last two games, have had over 1,100, so it was 1,174, and that's excluding Carey Price and Shea Weber. That's excluding Carey Price and Shea Weber in the last two seasons. And that obviously um, is a record in the National Hockey League for the most man games lost in back-to-back seasons. And the last time anyone was close was the LA Kings in 2002, 2003, 2003, 2004 seasons. They had 1,163. Once again, the Canadians' 11 more man games lost, not counting the last two games, and not counting Carey Price this year or Shea Weber the year before. That's a lot of man games lost. I would lost. argue that those stats are even worse if you look at the last decade. Well, I mean, in the last two seasons, it's a, it's it's the worst ever. In the, in the yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. And I, I would argue that it's more than just bad luck. Well, it has to be. I mean, when there's a was when there's a common trend, it's not just bad luck because you know, luck tends to even itself out. You know what I mean? Sometimes you yeah. get good luck, sometimes you get bad luck, but at the end of the day, it kind of like evens itself out. So I would tend to agree with you. Um, for the longest time, I have had someone uh, who has said to me that he doesn't believe the Montreal Canadiens are up to speed where they should be in terms of a sports science department. You know, that's that person's opinion. I don't know if that's whether true or false, because I've never gone into their sports science department to dig to see how extensive and how uh, advanced it is. But, I mean, there's one man's opinion. I, I would think, I would think that it's safe to say that maybe some of their practices in terms of physical evaluations, medical evaluations, strength and conditioning, rehabilitation, all that stuff, I would, I would think that these stats say that they need to modernize themselves a little bit. That's what I think. There's something foul in the state of Denmark. I hear you. And I don't know if it's the medical tra- medical staff. I don't know if it's the facilities. Um, I don't, I have no idea what it is. But all I know is it's it's been a decade of this not having our best players on the ice, being one of the highest man games lost in the whole league. And I think Kent Hughes needs to clean house. Well, I'm going to tell you one thing, though. I'm going to tell you it's one the thing. the root cause of what's going on with the, okay. with the men days lost. I'm probably going to surprise you with this comment. I tend to surprise people with my comments every now and then, but please hear me out. The past two seasons, even though this was a league record, and this is a record you don't want to have, okay? Mm-hmm. It was a blessing. Think about it. They weren't going to make the playoffs last year. And they didn't have the team to make the playoffs this year or go very far. Last year, they end up finishing dead last. They win the lottery. This year, they finish fifth last. And they have an 8.5% chance at number one and a 17.3% chance at number two. So let me ask you this, Grant. As much as you're upset that the Montreal Canadiens have all these man games lost in the last two seasons, would you rather they be healthy Missed the playoffs both times, and the Montreal Canadiens picked twelfth. No, I'll I'll give you that, but uh, I'll also ask you to think about. Doesn't matter how well you draft, if you can't keep the guys on the ice, it doesn't make any difference. So well, it doesn't make any difference. These two, Grant, it doesn't make any difference. These two years, they don't have a they don't have a team to go anywhere. Now, mm-hmm. if in four years from now, you know. They're going to be deep, and they're going to be stacked, and they're going to be talented, and all these guys are going to be injured, and it's going to you know, destroy their season. Then I'm going to say, then it's a problem. Don't get me wrong. It still is a problem, but it hurts less than it normally would. You know what I mean? I do, but, Tony, this has been going on for a decade. 
or more. I hear you. You've been and heard. I, Thank you. They, something you just can't re- keep repeating the same thing and expecting a different result. Grant, I thank you very much for calling the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Let's talk again, you and I. I want to let you know, Grant, that the hockey talk is not going to stop here, okay? There's going to be a lot that we're going to talk about. We're going to, we're going to talk to some players. We're going to talk some, to some executives. We're going to talk to some coaches. We're going to talk to some members of the Laval Rocket. We're going to talk to reporters covering other teams. We're not going anywhere, okay? We're going to bring you this kind of coverage between now and the draft. And then after that, we'll take it easy and somewhat enjoy our summer and have a couple of interviews here and there. Uh, but we're, we're going to go all the way up until the draft. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for calling. You call again. one 585 7425 is the number to call. one 585 7425 Going to Sal in Connecticut. Sal, what's going on? Hey, Tony. Long-time listener and uh, been a habitant for almost 50 years. So just want to give a little perspective after all this uh, tumultuous season, but hold on a second, you know, Sal, a Habs were, fan for almost 50 yeah. years. You don't sound like you're like 50. Oh, uh, God bless you, Tony. Wow. <laughs> I'm 57. I, I grew wow. up in Saskatoon and uh, been a diehard Habs fan for 50 years coming up. So, you know, it's, it's been a long time. 30 years is a hell of a long time. You know, if I'd known that uh, in 93, I would have celebrated a little longer that year. Yeah. I hear you, but um, listen, we, you know, we're on the right track, you, you know, it's it's something where it's going to take some patience. Uh, very excited about the decor. A lot of young players are coming up. You got also Lane Hudson coming up as well, and you got Mayu. So there's a lot of good things happening. I just wonder if we're going to give these guys the real chance, like to dominate in the AHL, because that's what I really think we need. Is you remember those days when we were the the Kings, right? You used to go back and see you know, the guys playing in Fredericton and, and just we yeah. were dominating in the lower leagues. That's so important. So I hope, and I think they will. I think, you know, I really have a lot of faith in Hughes and, and the entire staff now to say they'll develop. I'd like to see Farrell probably do, if not half a season, the full season down there. Um, just one question for you, Tony, yes. as we get into the draft. I know everybody's uh, eyes are sort of uh, turning to that. If you had, I know it's best player available, but if you had your choice looking at the depth of the Canadians organization at center and the wings. If you had your choice of players, let's say were comparable, would you go for the centerman based on what we have now and, and, you know, in the pipeline, or would you go for a, a right winger or a left winger? Well, you obviously need a right winger more than you need a left winger. That's number one. I mean, take a look at uh, what you have on the left-hand side. I think it's pretty good. Yep. Um, it all depends on who the centerman is. Right, all depends yeah, on who I, the centerman I, is. I mean, look, you know, Kirby Doc can play center, Kirby Doc can play wing. Um, you know, if the centerman's upside is greater than Kirby Doc at center, well, then you draft the centerman, you put Kirby Doc on the wing. We do know this. Kirby Doc on the wing was absolutely awesome with Caulfield and Suzuki, but yeah. Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon, if you listen to them carefully, I think they see uh, Kirby Doc as a centerman. They do. And uh, there's a couple of guys, you know, everyone's talking about Will Smith. At about the five position, if that's where we kind of end up. And then lower down, of course, depending on what Florida does with Boston, chances are they'll go out. But uh, there's a guy here in UConn named um, Matthew Wood who's just looks awesome as a, as a rookie. So, you okay. know, and if you're looking for some players to look at, those are some two good players. If we get them, I'd be very happy. Fantastic stuff. All right. Thanks so much for calling. Let's go back to the phone lines. And we go to, because I've been told that the lines are absolutely blazing, the number is toll-free, it's one 585 7425 This is my kind of show. Now Now we're getting to some calls, you see? I wipe out a lot. Vince and Shamity, Grant and Clifton, Sal in Connecticut. Who's next? Sylvain. Sylvain, what's going on? I'm good. I'm fine. Good. You're on the line. Tell me. What's going on? Tell me. What's on your mind? What's on your my mind? Oh, uh, number one this year, it's uh, the Connor Bedard uh, uh, lottery. So basically, I think a lot of teams tanked. So basically, uh, are the Bruins actually that good? Probably not. I'm not sure. What does that mean? Explain that what to me. That Please explain well, that to me. Teams purposely lost. Like, okay. 
some teams perfectly perfectly lost because they they wanted the Connor Bedard. So it's a it's a no, year. No, but wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. So you're telling me you're telling me we've had this discussion before, not with you. You're telling me that players purposely tank. Some teams, yeah. Uh, uh, can't you said it? You got to win, but not too often. Okay. He so you said it, and the other teams picked it up and said, "Yeah, he's he's right." All right. Now, so you think? Uh, do you think Kent Hughes told that to his players? Guys, we need to lose games. Well, he said it in on the media, so I think they heard it. But I don't think maybe I think some teams figured they'd lose more than the Canadians. Like uh, Anaheim and everybody else. They, I think general. I think general managers can tell coaches to play players less. Uh, I think general managers can tell coaches where they stand, and maybe a coach might experiment and break up some lines that maybe even work to try other things. Um, I think general managers could dictate a lineup or at least a player in a lineup. I think a general manager can tell his medical department to um keep guys well, out for a while okay give me yeah, give me one give me one second give me one second reasons and whatever and give me give me the, one second uh, please. One, one, one second please sylvain sylvain yeah. one second please hello yes silvio it's tony marinero i'm live on my podcast right now yes thank you Thank you, thank you. You and I are you and I are best of friends, right? And you know that I'm on at ten o'clock, but you just told, called me to tell me I have the best podcast. Is that it? I love you, my friend. I love you, my friend. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Okay, that was my buddy Silvio. Sylvain, pardon me. Okay, uh, Silvio and I are very good friends, and he knows that I'm on Monday to Thursday at ten p.m. Matt O'Han on Fridays at ten p.m. The Sick Podcast goes. Weeknights at 10 p.m. When he called me, I got rattled. I said something happened. And if my buddy Silvio needs help, I, I'm I'm gonna go right there. I'm gonna go right away. I'm gonna as much as I love Agnello, Sammy, the podcast, the you, the, I'm gonna stop the podcast and I'm gonna go help out my buddy uh, Silvio right away. Whatever he needs, whatever he needs. As it turns out, it's all good. Sorry, Sylvain, you were saying? Did I understand? Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate your understanding. So who am I speaking to? Who would you like to speak to? Well, I was supposed to speak to Tony, you know? Oh, one second. We're just in a commercial break, okay? Sylvain, are you there? Yes, I'm there. We're in a commercial break. We'll get to Tony Marinero in about 10 seconds. Is that okay? Okay, sure. We're just taking a quick survey off the air right now. Let me ask you, in terms of podcasters and Montreal Canadiens coverage, would you rank Tony Marinaro as okay, more than okay, very good, excellent, or the best? Uh, very good. Okay. I, I, Not, I, I listen to the French stuff too, so they're pretty yeah. good. They're actually good yeah. too. So Tony's in I the like, middle. Uh, Tony's, yeah. So Tony, Tony's, I won't tell him that though. No, no, don't tell him that. So Tony's in the middle. Then he's very good. He's not excellent, and he's not the best. He's just very well, he's good. Yeah, he's, he's he's excellent. He's not. He's not. Uh, well, I, I I watch a lot of. I listen to a lot of sports stuff. So yeah, uh, you're speaking podcasts. There's a couple a little better, but they're they have sense of humor. So they they have a whole lot of funny stuff. Yeah, yeah. So and, who would uh, who would I'm in who the would, sense of humor in the? It's a French sense humor, I presume. Yeah, yeah. No, this uh, is it. with the uh, two ex uh, Canadians players. Yeah, yeah. No, no. This uh, is interesting. Don't worry about it. and uh, Maxime Lapierre. They have a great one. That's that's actually funny. And the, the uh, yeah, and they're allowed to swear and they all kinds of stuff. And they're pretty. That I find that like you know they're like a party type of guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he, you know, I'm going to tell you something. He likes them too. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, he's he's pretty proud of the fact that he actually has more people watching live than uh, than than those other podcasts. But, yeah, listen, uh, don't worry about it. I'm not going to tell him that you said any of these things, okay? This is why I'm actually oh, he's whispering. Great, though. He's great, though. Okay, no, but, you know, he 
he likes he likes people to pump his tires. You know, like like he's like Roberto Luongo back in the okay. playoffs. So I, I mean, right? trying to deflate. You know, Roberto Luongo back in 2011, like he wanted Tim Thomas to pump his tires, right? And when he did yeah, it, yeah, he got yeah, upset. Yeah. Tony, Tony's a nice guy, but he's that kind of person. He needs to be told he's the best, or else it just he's, it makes he's, he's Italian, or else it makes him very upset. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna go to you in about ten seconds. Okay. Okay. Ten, nine, eight. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And we're back on the Sick Podcast. I'm Marinaro, and I've been told we have Sylvain waiting. Sylvain, what's going on? How are you? Sylvain, are you there? Yes, I'm there. Okay. Sylvain, welcome to the number one Habs podcast in the world. Excuse me? Sylvain, welcome to the number one Habs podcast in the world. What's on your mind? What's on my mind? Uh, Vince was a, a little right. Oh, really, eh? The Bruins probably ain't that good. Not as good as this, their record. T- teams were tanking all year to get Berdard. It was the Berdard lottery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it no, you're... It was the lottery. So, uh, Pasternak scored 61, so what? Because yeah. the other teams wanted to lose. I yeah. Mean, this year means nothing. I mean, the Nordiques went to, and got uh, Lindros. So yeah. Teams are not that stupid. Can't you get it? We you, have you, to win, yeah. but not that often. So they should have lost six more games. It would have been fine. Yeah. You remember who the Nordiques got in that trade, eh? Yes. They got who did they get? Sundin. No, Forsberg. Just Forsberg? Mike Ricci. Okay, Mike, oh yeah, Mike Ricci. Okay, that, that one, yeah. Steve Duchesne. Kerry Huffman. Yeah. Ron Hextall. Chris Simon. $15 million. Yeah, but they could have got... They, they could, if they, if they would have sold the Canadians, they would have got more. Yeah, yeah. They would have hey. got $20 million And those players... Hey, uh, Sylvain, we're we're doing a um, we're doing a survey right now, live on yes. the podcast. All right, uh, okay. the best Montreal Canadiens podcast in the world. Would you vote for the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinaro, or would you vote for La Poche Bleue? In French or in English? If you had to choose one, and you spoke both languages. I'm gonna have this. I'm gonna have to lie and say you, Tony. <laughs> no, actually, they're very funny. They're very funny. It's, yeah, they're uh, funny. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, you. Yeah, no, you, 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 you. You're the best at what you do. Yes. The best at what they do. I. You know what? I agree with you a hundred percent. Yes, they're they're very funny. I like the way I like your style. I like their style. I mean. Yeah. Uh, I mean, um, Mepabe plays one way, Massey plays one way, and uh, Guzman plays one way. And oh, you know. oh, oh, hold on a second. Who are those names you brought up? Soccer players. Good soccer players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Name me those names again. I want to hear them. Messi. Messi, yes. Lionel, yes. And Guzman, or you can go with the Giroud or whatever. Uh, Griezmann, Griezmann. Yeah, Griezmann, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Griezmann. Yeah, he's probably one of he's uh, he's probably one of the best that controls the. the yeah, yeah. The, yeah. You the, know your soccer players more than my uncle Albert. My uncle Albert called me during the World Cup and he goes, "Did you see that kid?" I said, "Who?" He said, "Mopape." I said, "Who the hell is Mopape?" And he looked at me That's and he cool. said, "He said the guy. Good. He said the guy who plays for France, stupid." And I said, "His name is Mbappe, not Mopape." You know what I mean? Yeah, but who? who he's older. What, what? What? What do you want? Yeah. No. No. I understand. You know what I like about you, Sylvain? You're a real one. You don't beat around the bush. You say what's on your mind. You know what I mean? I like you. Well, but I still love you, Tony. You know I love you. No. But- no. I love you too. Listen. I love you too. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, no. Yeah. But I mean, like, like, like I said, I said the, I love both. Yeah. I prefer, that's okay. I prefer yours. Yeah. Yeah. You but, prefer mine. Yeah. That's clear. Yeah. But I like theirs because they're they're very funny. They're funny. They're they, uh, they, they they're out of bounds a bit. Not yeah, yeah. Good. They are they are funny. I mean, Guillaume uh, passed gas a couple of times a couple of days ago, and it's it's gone viral. Uh, which, uh, you know what, leads me to believe that i got to start eating pastefajol again. Hey, thank you for calling. You're not allowed to. You're, you want to deflate. Yeah, you're, you're right about that. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, yeah. That was Sylvain. Sylvain, sounds like a good guy to me, Sylvain. Sounds like a good guy. Do we have any more calls? Sammy and Master Control. Sammy and Yellow. tell me who's calling. one 7425 We're going to continue to get to your calls because tonight is the night where I am taking a lot of phone calls right here on the sick podcast jim in montreal jim what's going on hey tony what a great night man 30 mm-hmm. degrees in montreal amazing weather sun out and you know what we clinched the top five pick what better what, what more can you ask for i think it's amazing like, amazing weather it looks like it's going to be nice for the next couple of days huh that's so it's incredible it's like you know you saw people out there with t-shirts and shorts in the middle of april it was, it was unbelievable yeah it was just wild and you come home, you check the Bruins game, you get a little bit of a heart attack when Pizzetta makes it 3-2. But, you know, the, the, the tank commanders came in clutch, and, you know, we got that 17% chance at the Darda and Fentility. Uh, yeah, that's, that's great, a great way to cap off the season. I'm you know, I think it was. What did you think uh, of uh, – what did you think of – did you see the end of the game when Mike Matheson addressed the, uh, uh, the fans in the stands and grabbed the mic and said some words on Francais? You hear that? No, no, no. What did he say? Oh, he basically, he thanked the fans for all their support. Uh, and, uh, you know, he said that, um, that um, you know, it was a tough season. But uh, the reason why they were able to get through it was because of the fans' support. And Nick Suzuki said the same thing. And he said, look, it was, uh, he said it was an amazing time. He said it was difficult. But uh, he said to the fans, we, we, got, we got a, you know, we got a young team. We got a real nice future ahead of us. I think the fans really appreciated that as well. David Savard uh, wins the Jacques Beauchamp Award as your unsung hero, your fourth star, by the way. Jim, anything else on your mind? Because now is the time. No, no, it's just uh, I'm just thrilled with the lottery odds. You know, I was I was convinced these guys were going to finish sixth, seventh, eighth, and all the injuries hit. Um, I'm, you know what? If if it wasn't for Martin Saint Louis, they'd be finishing bottom two or bottom even at, the, at dead last, but you know what? you you got to be happy to have a coach like that on the team uh, long-term. Uh, he's going to continue developing the youth. He's going to continue developing this top five pick. Hopefully, Bedard, we uh, we can pick up in uh, in June. And, uh, yeah, it's a great time to be absent. As long as we move up in the lottery, all is good. Yeah, by the way, and it's important to note that finishing fifth last doesn't mean yeah. – that worst-case scenario, you're drafting fifth. Actually, worst-case scenario, yeah. you're drafting seventh. Yeah. You, can, you can drop two spots. You can. But the worst they could draft is seventh. Yeah. And the best they can draft, obviously, uh, is first. What was the what was it? Renault Lavois said something like there was a forty percent chance of them drafting top five if they clinch the fifth seed, whereas if they go down to six, it becomes something like fourteen percent or something wild like that. Um, so yeah, at least we. I mean, we could go down to seventh, but the probability for us, you know, picking top five is pretty good now. Um, so yeah, happy about it. Appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Please call me again. Uh, I love getting to, to the callers. I, I love that. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, okay. Um, back to the lines we go at uh, 1-888-585-7425. 1-888-585-7425. Jerry is in Daytona. Jerry. Tony. Ah, oh, this is Jerry. <laughs> This is from Long Daytona Beach. Hey, Daytona Beach. Wow. Hey, I saw um, I saw images of Fort Lauderdale, the flood of the past couple of days. Oh, man. C'est épouvantable. It's gotta, unbelievable. Oh, it's pas drôle. It's pas drôle. Parce que, you know, I took my boys to, to Vegas. So, uh, you know, yeah. 
I had to make it out. To, I had to make it up to the wife, you know, because I, I don't have money for a lawyer, and, and you know. I'm yeah, of course, not. No, no, none of us, none of us do. But uh, yeah, if I if I read correctly, actually, the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood Fort Lauderdale Airport is closed. Uh, the it floods, is. the floods have left. I don't know how many cars drowning in them. Absolutely terrible, 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 terrible. Well, right, what's uh, what's on you your know, mind? I like I, you know, I I think this is cool that you're with your wife in Daytona. At Daytona Beach, and you're calling me. She's probably going to get very oh, yeah. upset with you. Well, you know, I mean, you know, I I, I, I love you, Daytona, and I, I know it's the last uh, game of the season. And uh, it's funny because when I picked this week, I said, you know, April is going to be good. There's no rain uh, usually in Florida, and it's been awful. It's been dreadful. But, you know, we've gotten a few sunny patches here and there. But like you say, Fort Lauderdale, the airport's closed. Uh, Taylor Swift was giving three concerts at uh, Raymond James Stadium there, the Buck Stadium. Yeah, and uh, the, the Tampa Tampa got you know pretty uh, heavy rain, and it's rip tides and it's it's waves and it's 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 crazy. And next week it's going to be uh, you know really nice. So what can you do? But you you got to yeah. survive. You do you go with the flow, and that's cool. Go with the flow. Yeah, yeah. All what's right. on your mind, Jerry? Tell me what's on your mind. Well, since the last game of the season, I wanted to be a bit positive if I can. And, you know, I, uh, somebody came up with this stat, and I don't know if you can confirm this, but that uh, the rookies played the most minutes ever, uh, second highest ever in NHL history. If you talk about the number of minutes that the rookies played, especially on D, and I think that's super positive because, you know, why not in a season that really isn't going anywhere? They give all these kids uh, their time. And for the most part, I think they were great. You know, I mean, the, the growing pains, the mistakes here and there. I think that was really positive. And also uh, the fact that, you know, I was looking at some of the stats, some of the prospects. You know, Logan Mayu has more goals than Owen Beck and Philip Mazar. I know. It's, uh, was it, is it 25? Yeah, 25. 25 yeah. goals. Uh, yeah. There's Josh, Joshua Roy. Owen Beck, by the uh, way, since changing teams, has not been the same player. And Philip Machar yeah. had a disappointing season this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you compare their stats to Joshua Roy, who doesn't really get a lot of love, and I don't know why. I mean, Joshua Roy is about two points a game. He's uh, red hot in the playoffs. He was player of the week last year. I think he can fit on this team on the top six. He has that scoring touch. Everywhere he's played, the Canadian junior, he did well. And he's still 19. He's still a kid, you know. So I know he's a fifth-round pick. I don't know if that's something that people hold against him, but I think mm-hmm. he'll do well. You know, a lot of people so, are I just mean, worried about his skating to see how it's going to translate to the National Hockey League level. But when you have that kind of pure talent, look, I don't think you win, like, scoring championships by fluke and stuff like that. Um, he's from La Belle Province. You know, he knows what it means to be a Montreal Canadian and even if he comes up short and a little in a few categories, I think the pride will kick in. I do believe Joshua Roy will have, uh, I'm hoping, a nice career with the Montreal Canadiens. And um, I, I think it also, also depends. You know, you surround this kid and you play him with the right players and, and you know, he's going to do well. At least I hope. Well, I, yeah. Listen, I want to thank you for entertaining us again during this season. And, uh, you know, now we'll move on, and hopefully with the draft and things. We'll no, but I've hold on, Jer- Jeremy. I got to tell you something, and I so I always appreciate. And this has been going on for the last twenty years. That it's you know a lot of people call and say, hey, "I want to thank you what you did for the season and stuff like that." Look, for me, the season is still not over. I mean, uh, now I understand that when the Montreal Canadiens are out, the interest level drops a little bit because you'd rather see the Canadians in the playoffs than see Boston versus Florida or Carolina versus the Islanders or whatever. I get that, but this is what we're going to try and do. We're going to try and bring you uh, some members of the Montreal Canadiens uh, present and past. Uh, We're going to bring you reporters from cities of teams that are in the playoffs and we're going to continue with our hockey talk. And then at one point, once the draft lottery takes place, which is going to be on Monday, May the 8th, We'll have a couple of our, um, uh, you know, draft experts join us once we find out where the Canadians are picking to tell us who they would pick in that spot. And then once June comes around, we're going to talk to a lot of these prospects that you're going to see in the draft. That's the plan. And, uh, you know, tomorrow we're going to go to work to execute on it. So thank you very much, Jerry. 
Thank you, Tony. Bonne soirée. All right, all right. Uh, thank you. Bonne soirée à toi aussi. I'll try to co-host with Tony for the last minutes. This is 66 spinning. Hold on a second here. 66 spinning says he wants to co-host with me. Uh, we have Rich in Connecticut first. Hello, Rich. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I'm good. Calling from Connecticut tonight. Welcome. It's been, 80, it's been very hot today, Tony. It's been very hot where? In Connecticut? Yeah. Yeah. We had almost 90 degrees today. Wow. I know. Listen, I won't waste your time. I just wanted to talk quickly about the Canadians you, you, from 76 and what the Bruins did this year was fabulous. No one that calls in is a waste of my time. If people take the time to call in, I appreciate it. Nobody's a waste of my time. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for saying that. You're very welcome. But, you know, without people watching, without people chatting, without people texting, without people messaging, without people asking questions, without people calling in, well, then I don't have a podcast. And if I don't have a podcast, I'm not getting paid. And you know what they say? No money, no candy. (laughs) Good point. Good point. Well, I enjoy your show. I I listen to it often. Thank you. I just wanted to say the Canadians of 76, 77, when they went 68 and 12, um, and the Bru- what the Bruins did this year was fabulous. But, you know, people forget, number one, they played two more games. And number two, if you take that Canadians team and you take their win percentage, they won 60 out of 80 games. I think that was 75% if, uh, if I did the math correctly, right? So mm-hmm. if, they had, uh, if they had the ability to play those ties to a conclusion and they just kept the same percentage of wins, they would have won 69 games. 69 games, another nine games. So that would give them 138 points. And that's on, that's still based on just 80 games, mm-hmm. not 82 games. So, I mean, again, I think, I think what the Bruins did is great, but I think they'd be the first ones to tell you if they don't win the cup this year, it's a total waste. I mean, it's, it's Oh, there's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, look, this, is, this right? is, look, they have the team to win the Stanley cup. They play their best hockey. They are deep. Like tonight, I was watching Lindholm and Orlov. Uh, man, like just they're deep on the blue line. They're deep up top. They went out and got Bertuzzi on top of it after pretty much. They are deep, very, very yeah. deep. And they, you know, they're so solid. And what a treat to watch Charlie McAvoy play hockey, by the way. I mean, the yeah. guy has a relationship with the puck that's absolutely unbelievable. Unbelievable. And they just play an incredible team game. You got to give it to Montgomery. He's got them playing just, you know, fabulous as a team. They've bought in totally. Montgomery is an amazing story. And you know what? I have picked on the Boston Bruins for the last 20 years because uh, if you grew up in Montreal, unless you're a Bruins fan, if you're a Canadians fan or any other team, that's what you do. You pick on the Boston Bruins. The Boston (laughs) Bruins. Don Sweeney yeah, and the elite. Give away they, no, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this. They deserve so much credit for giving Jim Montgomery an opportunity. I Absolutely. believe in second chances. Not everyone does, and in hockey, sometimes yeah, you can I get do. blackballed and you'll never get back. The Bruins deserve a lot of credit for giving Jim Montgomery another opportunity, and Jim Montgomery deserves all the credit in the world for rehabilitating himself the way he did. This mm-hmm. guy, man, fantastic. Kudos to him. And I think uh, the same can be said, hopefully, for the opportunity that people give uh, Logan Mayu because, you know, what was he, 17, 18, when he made that mistake? He was 17. Yeah. Yeah, 17 years old. And there's no question it was just a stupid, you know, a, a mistake of youth and 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 obviously uh you know terrible for for that girl and her family uh and what she's had to go through but he's doing everything that he can uh it seems like and the canadians are bringing him along correctly so i hope that uh, i hope so you know, we see him play i really hope next year in fact i hope he's able to to come aboard i think he's ready he seems like he's ready maybe a little time in laval but you know yeah no i don't think he's ready to play point. at the national hockey league level next year but you know what uh, you would have asked me um, six months before the season would have started because the season will start in another six months, I would imagine. May, June, July, August, September, and then October, six months, yeah. 
If you would have asked yeah. me last year at this time if Arbor Jackeye was going to be a constant on the Montreal Canadiens right. blue line, I'm sure I would have told you no. And instead, right. he is. So uh, I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. By the way, there are a lot of comments. Uh, Jim Montgomery, Montreal born and raised as a heck of a hockey coach, probably top five easily, if not the best. Well, he's going to win the uh, Jack Adams as the coach of the year. And by the way, uh, it shouldn't even be close. There should be nobody else in the discussion. Uh, Montgomery should receive the first vote, the second vote, and the third vote for coach of the year in the National Hockey League. And I believe, and I believe, and I hope, it is my hope, that Jim Montgomery one day coaches the Montreal Canadiens. I think that would be absolutely awesome. Thank you for your phone call. So I appreciate only it. Only one quick one, one sure. question I wanted to have you answer yeah. and get off, and then you can answer it. But Go ahead. In your opinion, what team do you think has the best chance this year if everything, you know, every, everything's equal, everybody, you know, stays away from industry, uh, in, in injuries? Okay, so I'll say this. Boston obviously has the best chance, all right? Everyone knows that, yep, okay? Boston has the best chance. Now, I don't know if Who's the New York Rangers... Them upsetting them? Okay. Um... Who's got the best chance of upsetting them? Is it an Eastern team or a Western team? Uh, I think there's teams in the East that could probably beat the Bruins. Um, mm -hmm. And and I know it's, you know, I, I you know, I, I, I would think, so put it this way. I think Carolina could probably be Boston. I think the Rangers could probably be Boston. And I think Toronto and Tampa could probably be Boston. Do I think they're better than Boston? No. I think Boston's better than them, and it should be Boston's year. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you this, okay? There's one team that I'm just a little bit worried whether they have the toughness at the forward position because with the exception of a couple of players, I'm like not so sure they do. But there's a team that if they all play their best hockey, I believe – could be a very dangerous team. I believe there's a team that has a lot of very good elements that if it comes all together, could be very dangerous. That team I'm talking to you about is the New York Rangers. Let me explain. Mm -hmm. I need you to think about this for a second, okay? okay. Lindgren and Fox on defense. Keandre Miller and Jacob Chuba. And Braden Schneider's on your third pairing. Igor Shesterkin is your goalie. Your forwards down the middle, Zabanajad, Trocek, Schittle, and Barkley Goodrow. Your wingers on your first line are Chris Kreider and Patrick Kane. Your wingers on your second line are Panarin and Tarasenko. And you have a youth line with wingers such as Lafreniere and Kackle on line number three. You have a power play. You have a power play. That would be Zabinajad, Kane, Kreider, Panarin, and Adam Fox. I don't know if the New York Rangers are going to go very far. They might get knocked off in the first round. But if they play their best hockey, and if there's a team that's not the favorite to win, or the second favorite, or the third favorite, or the fourth favorite, or the fifth favorite, or the sixth favorite, and you're wondering who that team could be that's not in the top six favorites to win the cup, I say to you that the Rangers can do damage. Whether they do or don't, I don't know. But yeah, and there's a lot of good that. pieces there. A lot of good pieces. Including Gallant, who's highly underrated, I think, as a coach. Gerard Gallant is a heck of a hockey coach, and you're a heck of a caller. You call anytime, okay? All right, thanks, Tony. I want to get to one more, if we can. I want to get to one more. And by the way, thank you to everyone watching on YouTube Live, on Twitter Live, and on Facebook Live. Uh, if you love the podcast, the sick podcast, uh, like it, share it with your friends, subscribe to our YouTube channel, tell everyone about it. And if you're going to listen to it, maybe uh, tomorrow or day after or whatever, go back and you listen to some episodes, you listen to them via audio on Google, Apple, or Spotify, uh, leave us a five-star review. If you do, that's our way of feeling your love for our podcast. One more. Brandon. Hey, Tony. Are you in the uh, Iroquois Falls? Yes, sir. Wow. What's going on, Brandon? Far away. 
just was listening to the show with my old man, and uh, yeah, decided to call in and see how you were doing. And uh, I'm doing very well. How's your dad doing? Oh, my dad's doing good. He's actually been a caller on your show before too. Is that right? What's his name? Roger. Roger. Hello to Roger. <laughs> He's listening. Ah, good. My dad there, he, he loves you, man. Like, if you, if you gave him that quiz, he'd say, excellent. He listens to you every time. He talks about you all week. We go to the gym. You. We sauna together. It's all we talk about is you. Thank you. That makes me very happy to hear that. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank no you. Problem. What's on your mind, my man? Well, obviously, like, the season's come to an end, and it wasn't super enjoyable, but you've been telling people, like, the team wasn't there. Anybody with half a brain kind of knew what was going to happen. Man games lost or not. But nobody wants to draw the positives. Like, nobody's talking about how killer of a year Gooley had. Like, that guy looks good. Gooley's a first-pairing defenseman for the next decade in the National Hockey League. Absolutely. That's what he looks like. Harris are an unreal duo. Yeah, I'm not so sure Harris is a first-pairing defenseman, but Caden Gooley definitely is, in my opinion. I agree with you, Tony, but sometimes guys that aren't a top two, sometimes two guys play together really well. This guy, I was a defenseman growing up, and sometimes I didn't play with the most talented player, but if it was a friend that I knew really well and I knew how he thought, sometimes things work better. Especially when you want to balance your lineup. Yeah, no, I hear you. But does Jordan Harris have what it takes to go up against the best forwards in the National Hockey League night in, night out, and play about 24, 25 minutes a game? Uh, I'm not so sure. I will tell you this. Mike Matheson's become a number one defenseman. He really has. Good one. Mike Matheson is really good, Brandon. Like, really good. Nice move, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh really blew it. They definitely should not have traded Mike Matheson. And they should have traded. They shouldn't have traded John Marino. And if they wouldn't have, they would have been in the playoffs. Instead, they're out for the first time in 16 years, and Ron Hextall's job is in serious jeopardy. Brandon, do me a favor once again. Uh, say hi to your dad. Give him a hug for me, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a good one, Tony. Thank you. All right. Okay. Uh, Sammy keeps telling me to take one more call, but Sammy, uh, I, I think 66 spinning. Stefan in Quebec Cité. I think he wants to uh, do a little bit of a video a video call. Are we going to do that or no? Or no, we're just taking one more call. Let's take one more call. You know what? Maybe Stefan in Quebec City. We can next week. We'll have more time on our hands. I don't want to give Stefan only a minute or two or whatever. Let's probably do it with Stefan next week. Okay. Uh, where are we going, Sammy? Let's go to him. Hello, who's this? It's Robin Hamilton. <clears throat> Rob, are you there? Absolutely. The sick podcast is glowing global. Is uh, going global. Iroquois Falls, Hamilton, Daytona, Montreal, Connecticut, Quebec, Laval. We're all over the world. You should turn down the uh, the audio because there's a seven-second delay. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. What's on your mind, Rob? Well, uh, oddly enough, I was actually calling to talk about Jordan Harris. Okay. See, I don't like him, to tell you the truth. Never have. Tell me what uh, you don't like about him. <clears throat> I just don't see him. I don't see a fit moving forward with the guy. Okay. Tell me what you don't like about him. You got, you got Matheson, Gooley, Jack. I bring something. I just don't know what Harris brings that uh, a lot of the okay. other guys. So I have a very easy question for you. Ready? Hit it. Tell me what you don't like about him. I don't think he does anything exceptionally well, to tell you the truth. I don't think he does anything exceptionally well either. But you know what? I have a lot of time on my hands for someone who does everything good. Skates well. He's got a great first, he's got a good first pass. Doesn't get caught out of position. He's got a great IQ. So good first pass. Skates well. Good IQ. Doesn't get caught out of position. Can log minutes. Is he the best skater on the team? No. Does he have the best shot on the team? No. Is he the hardest hitter on the team? No. Is he the most physical to play against? No. You're right. He doesn't have an X factor. But there's a lot of players who don't have an X factor, but they do some things badly. 
I don't think Jordan Harris does anything badly. I think he does everything good. So I think he's ahead of the game. Well, there might be some value there for another team, but I'm looking at chipping them out this year. And that could very well be. You want to know why? Not a slight of Jordan Harris. It's because the Montreal Canadiens have so many defensemen. Yeah, now's your time to ship them, though. But Joel Edmondson will play next year, will be his final season with the Montreal Canadiens, who, by the way, to his credit, dropped the gloves with A.J. Greer. That was uh, Edmondson's way of saying the cross-check to the face of Mike Hoffman the last time we played, that you stitched him up and you knocked out all his teeth and you sent him to the dentist, it wasn't cool. And because of it, you and I are going to fight. And credit to A.J. Greer, who said, you know what? I figured somebody was going to challenge me. I have no other choice. I'm going to do it. Not that I'm defending fighting, but there's a certain code in the National Hockey League that if you do something, uh, at one point you're going to have to answer for it. And A.J. Greer did something the last time they played. Unfortunately, he didn't answer to it with the disciplinary committee because they only gave him a game when he should have had five. And tonight, you know, he had a, a, a tilt with uh, with Joel Edmondson. Rob. Well, let me ask that, you a question. Yes, go ahead. Where you go. Is he on your team? Who? And is he going to be on the Montreal Canadiens, uh, Harris? And is he going to be on the Montreal Canadiens when we're competing? It's a good question. Is he on my team? Yes, he's on my team. You want to know why? I'll hit it. I um, I like Kovacevic a lot. Okay, I like him a lot. I don't know how much more he can progress. But I know that Harris can progress a lot more. Having said that, what are the chances that Jordan Harris is involved in a trade? I think because they have so many defensemen, there's a chance that he's involved in a trade. You know? There's a chance that Logan Mayu could be involved in a trade as well. You never know. You never know. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you. Yeah, it could be a mistake. You're right about that. But it hasn't happened yet, so you know what? Uh, maybe we don't even have to talk about it. Hey, thanks so much. I'll talk to you soon. Pleasure. Rob talk to you in Hamilton. Hey, for all of you, we had another really nice night tonight. It went fast. We got to a lot of calls. I went solo, but, man, look at that. I got to get these out of the camera, though. This wire here, boom. This so you don't even see it. I should have done that before. But anyway, you know what they say. It's better late than never. Blah, blah, rouge. Huh? Who likes the shirt? Sick shirt. If you're watching, I'm wearing it. Sportbuffshop.com, by the way, is where you can uh, where you can check it out. Okay. Uh Agnello and Sammy, are they there? Agnello and Sammy, come up. What's up? We'll be back tomorrow night. Yep. 10 p.m., same time, same place. Yep. I'm not going to make you work any more overtime because today I think you guys produced about five podcasts. You ready for what I'm going to say? Yep. You're Cavallaro. I'm Marinaro. Good night, everyone. Night. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinaro on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. La Vida TV. Embrace your true nature.